We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world, and all we can think about is where. Where can I hook up my quantum? Digital pen part at work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. Who should we send it to first? Just a couple of people. The question is, who are they going to send it to? This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds. Hello, my name is Daniel Antos, and welcome to another episode of Marketing Nerds. I am the senior editor with Search Engine Journal, and I'm here today with Catherine Kiembao. Hi, Catherine. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Catherine was previously one of the editorial assistants for Search Engine Journal, and she left us, I think, was it April? Is that about right? Around March. March. Okay. Um, Well, yeah. Do you want to talk about why you left? I guess get that off of the table first. (laughs) Sure. Um, so I've been working with SEJ for about three years, and then um, I gave birth to a baby boy, and it was during early this year that I, I realized I need more time to focus on raising him. So it's, uh, I guess, a bittersweet decision to leave SEJ, but it's something I really have. Okay, and since you you left Search Engine Journal, I know you also started a freelancing group. I actually wanted to ask you about that. What is that called and what is what is the purpose of that? Okay, so um, my freelancing group is called Freelancing in the Philippines. Um, it's actually started just to help out my friends who are interested in starting free, starting to freelance. So I put up a blog, freelancing.ph, and then soon I realized that I can reach more people by giving webinars, um, basically walking them through the process of um, applying in then Upwork, uh, I mean Odesk, now Upwork. Right. So there, um, the freelancing group group was um, initially to help the attendees of the webinar, you know, to just a forum to post their questions and concerns, and then eventually I decided um, the learning process would be more meaningful if I invited seasoned freelancers as well, and it grew steadily from last year. Very cool. And you just had an event relatively recently. Was it a week or two ago? Um, yeah, it was um, a, a marketing workshop for a, a digital marketing workshop. But we're putting up uh, another event for this this time more for freelancers in sometime in September. Very it's cool. It's a partnership with Upwork. Oh, wow. Look at you. That's cool. Yeah. Thanks. That's really exciting. Yeah, I started, I think when I started freelancing, I started more like Craigslist because I don't even think Upwork was really much of a thing. Elance was a thing. I never mm-hmm. really liked Elance, but I did use Odesk slash Upwork now. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my preference. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite places to work. It was just, it was actually where I found SCJ too. <laughs> Yeah, um, SCJ used to be my longest client. Well, yeah, it still is. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, that's I. Janice found me on there. And that's so funny. Um, mm-hmm. Have you used any of the other platforms? Because I know there's Elance, there's Flex Jobs. Um, I don't know. Is there any other that you would recommend? I've actually been loyal to up. Upwork slash Odesk, but I've tried Elance for a couple of months, and as you mentioned, it's not very intuitive. Um, it's really difficult to navigate through the set, through the through the platform and all that. So I decided to just focus all my energies in Upwork. 
Um, I know there's also freelancer.com and some other local um, freelancing platforms in the Philippines, um, online jobs PH and a couple of more. But I've been with Odesk um, since 2012. Oh wow, that's a good good amount of time. Yeah, another another thing that I've found that has worked. Um, I live in Jacksonville, Florida, which is big city landmass wise, but not so much people wise compared to like New York or Chicago or something like that. So I've found a lot of times looking at Craigslist in those bigger cities. Um, they'll mm-hmm. be they'll have listings for jobs that are completely remote, but they just list them there because there's just more people there, or they expect there to be more workers in that area. So a lot of times you mm-hmm. can find decent gigs in that. Um, wow. Yeah, that that's what works for me. Another thing I wanted to ask is you have I think is your son about two? Is that right? One. Uh, he he's one year and almost six months. Okay, so cute. Um, I'm actually pregnant, so I wanted to ask you a little bit about working with the kid and like how, like you worked with him. I think you had some help, um, but yeah. just how, what advice you would give me for working at home with the baby too, like to make that work? Yeah, at first it was really a challenge. Um, I had my mom help me during the first two months, and I really had to stop working. Because um, I was breastfeeding at that time, so um, I needed um, 24/7 right. focus on him. But then, uh, two months after I gave birth, I went back to work um, and had to adjust my work schedule. So I I was used to working 10 hours uninterrupted before Ethan. Um, but then when I gave birth, I would I really had to. Um, adjust my schedule. I would typically be up at 5 or 6 a.m., um, attend to his needs, and the real work begins at around 11 a.m., okay. and I had to take breaks every two to three hours just to make sure um, he's okay, um, he's well-fed, and he's, he's, uh, he's not easier changed and all that. Right. But now that he's, seven, he's 17, 18 months, um, it's much better. We follow a better... Uh, schedule so planning my work is much easier that's so that's, it will get better <laughs> yeah I can't I've heard kind of mixed things because on one hand I've heard from some mothers that when the baby is younger since they don't really do a whole lot as far as like they're not moving they're not mobile it's a little bit easier to work and then I've heard from some people that like once they were able to entertain themselves it's a little bit easier so I think I'm wondering how much it might not depend on the personality of the child um, yeah, I, I suspect that might have a good good bit to do with it. <laughs> and so, what else? Um, I know you're working like two to three hours a week now. You're, or, I'm sorry, two to three hours a day, as you said, is what you were doing now. Um, yeah. And how has that changed? Like how you were working before, where you said you were working ten to twelve hours a day. So you were you were doing SCJ, and I assume you had other clients as well. Have you changed like the clients that you pick up? Um, and this is just as like a broad freelancing as a whole. Like, are you more picky about clients now? Um, do you choose jobs that you like doing more? How does that work? Yeah. Well. Um for me, my really real concern is my time. So I really had to pick and maintain just one client at the moment. So I have more time for my baby. Um, so I work usually just two to three hours per day. And um, 
I at this at the moment I don't think I can still handle um, a few more or an additional workload. But I tried to when I, when I selected this client, um, I made sure that it was something that was um, in line with the career path that I want. It's related to marketing. So right now I I'm just really uh, I just really plan to maintain one client. Fair enough. What mm -hmm. advice? What advice would you give someone who is just getting started? Since you're one of the things that you do with your group is working with people that are you know starting and trying to get that flexibility from being a freelancer. What's like the one piece of advice you would give someone who is trying to get started as a freelancer? Sure thing. So I always say um, choose a skill that you're good at. If not <laughs> that, then you can bank on your corporate experience or any experience that you've had either with work or in school and in your um, university to win clients because um, it really boils down to how good you market your skills and if you don't think that um, you have a skill that you're good at then you have to self-study, um, learn um, new skills, follow blogs and all that just to be up to date with um, the latest technology, the latest marketing um, strategies and all that. What about, um, I know when I was first starting out, it was something I avoided, was the working for free. I hate that. The uh, and it, it, It's a hard balance, though, because you understand, like, you're, you're working on the Internet, right? So no one knows not really who you are. You don't have, you don't get to go in and walk in and meet them in person. They don't get to get that first impression. Um, you know, you it's relatively easy to lie on the internet, or at least that's the perception, right? So you don't really know who these people are. So I kind of understand that they're just kind of, they want to know what you can do before they're willing to give you money. But at the mm -hmm. same time, nobody likes to work for free. So what's your opinion on that, on, on clients who want, like, the free trial period? Yeah, well, first, for in Upwork, it's totally against their policy now. So yes. clients can't get... Uh, can't hire you for free just to try you out, so that's a no-no. But um, I guess the, the the best thing you can do is um, give your clients uh, a lower rate during the trial period just so um, they can test your skills and your capabilities. Or if it's a skill that you know you have a portfolio, you can show uh, an existing blog that you have, then I... I think that's better than giving into a totally free job. That's really cool that Upwork's done that. That's deleted. They've done a, a lot to protect uh, yeah. workers everywhere. I think um, mm -hmm. it's it's easy for people in um, like the Philippines and stuff to get taken advantage of. I think, or even to bump out workers in the U.S. because the rate, the money exchange rate, is so different. Um, so they've done a lot to protect workers on both ends, and I really like the way that they they hold the payment so that the workers are protected payment-wise. Like as far as you know, you're, if you work your hours and you actually do your job and you can show that you did your job through logging in through their little, um, I forget what it's called, Upwork team, I think is it is. Team tracker. Yeah, you're going to get paid, and that's that was a big deal for me. I remember when I started with Odesk, I was a little weirded out because it, it – installs on your computer and it takes screenshots yeah that, that weirded me out did you I don't know if you were weirded out by that in the beginning 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I'm like, all right, all these people are using this company and nobody's, all right, we'll give it a try. And I've never, ever, ever had an issue with it. Um, and it's nice to have, have that protection. There's not, one of, go ahead. I was just saying one other good thing that they did recently was to um, put up a minimum rate of $3. I remember when I was starting, I was competing with, um, bids like one dollar per hour or fifty cents per hour. I was like, yeah. how can I get this job? <laughs> yes. So now it's a better, fair game, I guess. That that is good. The only thing that I had going for me in those kind of cases was if they wanted native English speakers. <laughs> that was like the only thing. And I'm like, yeah, how am I supposed to compete with these people who are willing to work for such a low rate like that? I can't. There's no way that that's going to work for me. So yes, that was that was really nice. It's nice to see a company policing themselves essentially and making sure that people are, are treating clients correctly. I really like to see that. Yeah, absolutely. That's why they're. I guess they're the biggest now. Um, and since they are Elance and Odas merged, right. um, I think they're now the dominant player in the freelance market. Yeah, but the, I feel like they're doing the right thing, which is kind of cool. Um, I like seeing that. It's so, so easy for companies to take over, to have the biggest piece of the pie, and then just kind of sit back and do whatever because they can. Uh, so it's really nice to see them taking initiative. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're about to wrap up. Do you have any last piece of advice for someone who wants to freelance, either just starting or wants to get started? Um. Sure. Uh, I think the first thing you'd have to do is um, make sure your profile reflects the skills that you have, your strengths. Um, if you came from a corporate job, then make sure all your experiences are listed there. You have to believe in yourself, I guess. Yes. <laughs> um, be confident and know how to market your skills because, um, as you said, um, these people are from other parts of the world and they don't know you, they don't see you, so all they can rely on is, I guess, your interview or the portfolio that you have and if you don't feel confident, then learn a new skill. It's so easy to learn um, something new today. There's tons of online courses, there are tons of um, ebooks that you can download for free mm -hmm. um, and never stop learning because, um, you know, uh, everything, the everything evolves rather quickly right so yeah that, that's all and I think um, once you started your first contract the rest is uh, easier that's true well thank you for joining me Catherine I really appreciate it thanks for having me I enjoyed our talk me too this marketing nerds podcast has been brought to you by search engine journal for more news interviews and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world visit us at searchenginejournal.com.